Welcome. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Living with author and teacher Francois Feinberg. May the message you're about to hear earnestly touch your heart and may it encourage you in your ongoing love of God the Father, your enjoyment of the Lord Jesus Christ, and your fellowship in both the Holy Spirit and the body of Christ. There is no doubt in my mind that if you are born of the Spirit of God, and if indeed the Spirit of Christ Jesus dwells within you, that you will have an attraction to God's Word, the Bible. I want to fellowship with you a little bit about this Word of God, the Bible, the Scriptures, as we would call it, and how for many it can be a source of frustration but it doesn't have to be. In this message, I want to be emphatic that the best booster to your spiritual life and the best resource for spiritual depth is still, after all of these millennia, the Word of God. But I have a couple of things here at the upstart I just want to, as it were, bring into the light. It, it's a wonderful thing to be able to read and write. But I will have you know that in church history, the vast majority of people were not able to read and write. Only certain educated and, of course, certain elite had that privilege. The Word of God as valuable as it is, the scriptures, the ink on paper, as valuable as it is, it's, it is a boost, it is a resource, but it does not replace the indwelling Christ in you. I am a Bible teacher. I read the Bible as you're about to hear in this message. I enjoy it. I study it. But there have been so many saints throughout the generations that we're not able to read and write. I'll have you know that the Apostle Peter was an illiterate fisherman. He couldn't even read and write. He had to hear it read for him. My point is simply this. There have been men and women of God that even though they had this inability to read and write for themselves, nevertheless, the spirit of the living Christ within them uh, taught them, led them, grew them, and of course their place in the body of Christ collectively, there was this influence from God's people. If, if you've not read your Bible well, if, if you don't understand your Bible well, there is no condemnation for you. You're in great company. You're in the company of so many giants in the faith that were illiterate yet sensitive to the Spirit of God. Um, Romans 8, 14 is very clear. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. What constitutes you a spiritual person is not just your knowledge of the Scriptures, your understanding, interpretation, your dissecting, your, your scholarly um, uh, education behind it. What makes us spiritual people is the Spirit of God. So, Keep that in mind that if, if, if you don't know it well, 
you're not without a resource in the Holy Spirit, in Jesus our Lord, in the indwelling Father within you. The second thing I just want to say about the Word of God before we get into the short message today is that you have to... How do I say this? Are you aware that there's more to the Bible than ink on paper? It's it's not just a law code. It's not just a standard for living. It's the breath of God. Even Christ in John chapter 6, he said, The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Paul would say every word is God breathed. So, so many times I want to get into the letter of the text, into the law code, into the principles. Beloved, they are good. They are really good. But even the Pharisee got into the letter of the law and wanted to stone and crucify people by that. I see so many people in our day and age, and forgive me if I am maybe a little critical here, but it's like they live by the letter of the law more than by the spirit of the law. It's, it's, it's as though the, you know, I've heard it said by so many Christians, Islam has a book that they live by, the Quran. And we Christians, we have a book that we live by, and it's the Bible. And that's kind of good, but it's a little bit... You're missing the point. There's more to the scriptures. Yes, it is a story. It's a narrative, and it has a law code with with all of its many do's and don'ts and principles and what is best. But so many times we just forget to enter into the spirit of the text. And I tell you, if you don't live and move and have your being in God and in Christ and in the spirit and in the guts and the heart of the new covenant, the new testament, then the Bible becomes very black and white. It becomes a kind of a sword by which we can stab one another. It becomes a a principle of eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. And we stand on this book and we demand that it be taught. And and of course church history attests to the fact that we have used the Bible as a means to kill people. What happens when we do that is that we we so stand on the letter that we forget the spirit. You can um, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3 where Paul is trying to say that the, the letter of the law kills, but it's the spirit that gives life. So beloved, Um, Be very careful or be very aware and mindful, if you will, that as you grow in the Word of God, that you don't just grow in verses and letters and principles, but that you grow in the Spirit that is communicated. I can't thoroughly unpack all of that for you in this teaching. This uh, is a short clip where I encourage people to stay in the best-selling book of all times. You know, Solomon said that of the making of many books, there is no end. But I will tell you, 
the word of God is invigorating and refreshing and so enjoyable if we can get into the obvious narrative, into the spirit of the text and not just the letter thereof. I hope you're encouraged by the short message to yeah, continue in the word of God and get over it if you don't understand it fully and enter into the spirit of it because that is what a spiritual man is all about and that is the heart of the spiritual life. God's Word is still the best literature to consume for spiritual growth. Yeah, if you disagree with anything I say, just keep quiet. <laughs> Don't say nothing. All right, let's just test your spirituality for a minute. God is good. Yes. Satan's bad. Yes. Yeah. God's Word is still the best literature to consume for spiritual growth. Um, I'll keep this one short. I'm a scholar. I try to be. I try to read a lot. I've read every one of these books almost, and I got my office full of books. Um, I'm from Africa. I just have to read a lot. I have to. But I don't really grow by any existential resources. They are good. I actually am writing some. I've got quite a few coming out. They're good. They serve a purpose. But there's just something about the Word of God that is living. And if you can find a, a rhythm to move in the Word of the Lord, and you can find your being in it, and learn to eat it and let it become sweet in your being. But here's the reason you and I don't read the Bible. At least here's the reason I don't read the Bible. Because there's so much in there I don't under. I don't know the culture. I don't know the customs. I don't know sort of the laws and rules of that era. Uh, some of the sayings are just a little bit out there. And so my mind can't quite understand it all. So it intimidates me and I shut down. And all the while I forget that the Bible is actually a narrative story. It was written down, but before it was written down, much of the Bible was just one person telling another person the story. And we live in a day and age of academia and scholasticism, and it's all good. Um, but I've somehow tricked myself to just look for knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. And I forget sometimes that the Bible is just actually a beautiful story of God reaching man, rescuing man, restoring man, and then just walking with... I just forget that it's actually a beautiful, simple story. And I get lost in the weeds. How do you say in America? Yeah. So here's a discipline I created some, oh, 25 years ago. Nobody taught me this. It's just as I'm walking with the Lord and I'm staying in the Word of God, 
I developed a kind of a rhythm with God of just reading the story of the Bible. I have a private rhythm where I read three New Testament books and then one Old Testament book where I don't study the Bible. And I'm a teacher and I have to study and I use an enormous amount of resources. But as a way of life, I just read three New Testament books at random, books at random, and then I just read an Old Testament book and I read it to enjoy it as a story as actual people who had encounters with God and not to find out what does this Hebrew word mean? What does that Greek word mean? Or even how to apply it. I just read it. And y'all, actually, it's a great story. If you disagree, just, you know. It's actually a beautiful story. Um, I am privileged to know it by heart because I've been trained by uh, certain folk to know the entire biblical story from Genesis to maps and everything in between. So I have it all memorized and uh, I know the sequence and the dates and the events and culture. And I went to school to learn all of that. Um, I can quote for you like right now the entire story if you give me like 12 hours um, with hand signs and the whole caboodle. But when I sit and I just read Some days I just read like a little verse, and I just stay in that book. Some days I read two verses. Some days I've been known to read like the entire chapter. But I have no pressure to get through it. I just taste and savor and let it percolate, and I just enjoy. And I have found that the more I enjoy the Word of God, the more I have life and moving and my being constituted in God. However, there is a time to study. Study to show yourself a proof. There is that time. And so young people, we haven't gotten to this, but here it is. I suggest once a week you put a three-hour window aside, a solid three hours, and you get into the minutiae and into the details and you get into language and references and concordances and commentaries. But just see if one day a week, and and do it, set it on your calendar, kind of schedule it, and now I'm going to study. And just for a three-hour window, if you can sit through a Marvel movie, give God's Word a chance, and you'll see it will make you marvel. Amen? But I would say for the rest of the time, and of course you guys are in college and you're already in career paths. I know life is busy. You can't just endlessly study. I would just say develop a habit of having a Bible in your back pocket or in your your digital device and just pick a book and just read it. And the Holy Spirit is so amazing. He will infuse grace into your being and somehow the knowing of God without you studying because after all, the spiritual life is not a life of academia. It's a life of grace and faith, and spirit, and love, and enjoyment. Yeah? So, read all the books. Um, Please buy my book when it comes out. (laughs) But, yeah, read it and put it on the shelf. That's where it belongs. Not in your back pocket. Put the Word of God in your back pocket. So I say, read the Bible daily for enjoyment. Read it weekly for explanation. Don't bother about trying to understand everything in the Bible. Y'all, there's like seven things at this stage in life I know about the Bible. Don't worry about what you don't understand. Just take a hold of what you do. Live it. 
move in it, let, let it constitute into your being, the riches of Jesus. And um, I say also, students will get into this in year three when you're with me. Pursue the obvious in the Word of God, not the obscure. God said it very simply. Uh, eat the tree of life, so to speak. Don't eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Just, just simple. So here comes the devil. Oh, God is withholding from you in this tree. You need to investigate this a little bit more. Let's go deeper into the knowledge of good and evil. God's cheating you. And Satan, as it were, tempted the man and the woman with the obscure. And when they bit into that, the Bible says they died. And so I would say, as you read the Bible, just stick with the, the main highway. Don't worry about all the little county roads. Stick with the trunk of the tree, not all the branches. There are a lot of branches. And there's so many of us that are so worried about all the little nuances, we don't even know the story of the trunk, the highway, the interstate. Amen. So be careful of that.